All right. Hi, everyone. It's Obi Abuchi here with the Leading From Your Core podcast and vodcast. This show is dedicated to helping leaders all around the world discover leadership wisdom, stories, and insights that will enable you tap into the power of leading from the inside out. Our current season is focused on mental resilience among leaders, and I am delighted to welcome Perry Toombs on the show. Welcome, Perry. Uh, great to have you on the show today. Uh, welcome, Obi. So pleased to be here. I mean, I do a few podcasts, uh, so I hope I'm, I'm kind of in the zone when it comes to delivery. But let's just say I like nothing more than this kind of exchange. So thank you for having me on it. No, no, thank you. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, Perry and I actually met recently at Yetunde Hoffman's What's Your Story conference and absolutely hit it off. I uh, felt an incredible resonance. So I'm excited. And for our listeners and viewers, Perry is the founder and chief energy officer of PTHR. I love that. <laughs> A growing consultancy setting out to create a better business for a better world. And that's just an inspiring vision already. He's an international and two-time TEDx speaker and award-winning writer on the future of work, HR, and learning. He's written two fantastic books, Transformational HR and The Energized Workplace. And his first book, The Transformational HR, was named one of the top 100 business strategy books of all time. So um, I know we're going to have an incredible conversation now. Perry, once again, great to have you on the show. And I've said a little bit about you already, but just to kick things off, it'd be great if you could tell us a bit about yourself. And then particularly, what do you enjoy most about being a leader? So over to you. Thank you, everyone. What a great way to start. Uh, so, yes, I think a few things about me that are not necessarily on the professional biography is that I often call myself like a total enthusiast. Um, and lots of people try and put labels on you like expert and guru. And I'm like, no, I'm just an enthusiast. Uh, but that, enthusiast, <laughs> that enthusiasm is because of what you said about the mission. I've had a really, really positive working life. I started in the civil service. I moved into the nonprofit sector and for the last 10 years been running my own business. And, and I can honestly say there are a number of days that you can probably count on one hand where I thought, what's it all about? Don't like this. Yet people sometimes have that experience every day. And I think that's so unfair. Work is hugely important to us in esteem, economic, social relationships, purpose, living a sense of meaning, and that people have to transact through work is not fair for me. I just don't think it's right. So, so my mission is definitely to put what I've experienced to many people's perspectives and experiences of work. Um, and people kind of go, well, that's a big mission, isn't it? It's like, well, you know, attach yourself to something more important than you are. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So my work is never done. My work is never done, but I like that. Um, and uh, yeah, so to, to your question, what do I enjoy most about leading? Ironically, it, it's when you get to create leaders around you. And mm -hmm. so it's not about you. 
So, so I'm fascinated by self-managed systems and the concept of leadership being like a space or a time or an instance or a particular circumstance and not about just people. So I'm very into that distributed servant dispersed kind of thing and when you talk about the core I think that's very much at the core of how I want to be known in a leading capacity and what I want to see about the leadership that I have is about creating leading qualities in others. Wow 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 uh we we haven't even got started and yet I'm having these shivers down my spine with things that you've said already uh, love it Perry it's you just want to go back to the first thing you said about yep. being an enthusiast and, and work. My <laughs> first book was called The Magic of Monday. And it was really to challenge this idea that most people say, oh, thank God it's Friday. Right. And they're living for two days mm. and missing out on all of the magic that can happen Monday through Friday when we've really connected with a purpose and when we're tapping into our strengths and our abilities and using that in an incredible way to serve in our communities and our businesses right so I love that that that's mm. a, a big part of your passion and enthusiasm yeah, definitely. In, definitely. in the workplace and um, yeah. and the fact that you as a leader it's it's about creating that space for others to fly for others to thrive for others to become leaders themselves right and if if ultimately leadership is about influence we all have influence right it's just a question of how we are using yeah. that and how we see our own sense of worth so that's amazing thank you yeah um now as i mentioned earlier on the theme of this show is and this season that we're in is mental resilience particularly mental resilience among leaders and mental health mental resilience mental strength has been such an important topic I mean I think it always has been and but more so in the last two years and I'd just love to explore with you what what does mental resilience mean to you and why do you think it's important not only in leadership but also in life so I will confess, uh, Obi, that at, on times I have an aversion to the word resilience, and I'll tell you why. Sure. Because I think it's it's sometimes been hijacked by the management thought leadership industry as a, you need to be resilient, you need to be tougher, it's all about you. And I feel a little bit discomforted by that because I think sometimes what they're intent is good to create empowerment and perhaps drive but I think it's a bit of a, a a sort of a almost persecution in ways because it's often like but the system I'm in will determine sometimes whether I can be that mm. strong or not mm. and so therefore if you expect me to be strong in all ways at all time that's a big ask sure. so so I do have that little reaction to it however I totally get where you're coming from so I will answer your question um <laughs> It, it, it is, uh, for me, I think it's about self-worth. I think the whole concept of mental resilience comes from how much do I back myself? And if I don't, what do I need to do about that? I think there's something in, in our conversation before this podcast, Obi, when you talked about community and you talked about others around you, I find it incredible that mental resilience isn't just about you. It's who's on your bench, who's with you, who do you rely on, who 
plugs your gaps, who sparks you, who holds you, because you do that for others too, and somebody mm. will do that for you. So I think it's knowing that. I think that self-worth and that knowing who, who you're with, mm. incredibly helpful when it comes to mental resilience. And I think it comes into the concept that I'm really fascinated by, which is energy management, how we manage our energy, how mm. we know when we are good, indifferent, up against it, really over the top, um, excited or really um, challenged, underwhelmed and, and frustrated. Because I think sometimes the resilience we need takes a different shape or form, depending on that circumstance, where we are, what's going on, who's with us, and really what, what's at risk, I suppose. So it's quite calculated. I think mental resilience is not just a sensation. I think it's also the construct of strategies and self-talk. Uh, but I think it comes back to this core thing. And I love that you use this word core. This core is what's my self-worth? How do I back myself? Mm-hmm. That's how I'd describe it anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I You started off with that, just that self-worth, backing myself, you know, went deeper into, hey, the construct, how do I see myself? How am I showing up? And, and just back to that. And I wish, I mean, I feel like we could talk for hours just on that self-worth piece alone and the incredible power that it gives. You you, you touched on some of the things like our self-talk, right? What, what do we say to ourselves as leaders? Is it, hey, um, it's been, you know, a, a terrible quarter, I'm terrible, I don't deserve to be here, you know, like, is that part of your self talk? Or do you have an ability to be more objective about it and and just say, hey, my the quarter for my business quarter for my organization quarter for my team, whatever the case, that doesn't change the worth that I have the significance that I have. And therefore, I don't fall into this downward spiral of some negativity and therefore impacting on the energy that i project um yeah and the conversations that i then have because ultimately and 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 i hear you on the whole mental resilience piece that sometimes it can be used as a stick rather than really understanding hey how's your internal world and is it as healthy as it needs to be? Is your mental climate, is it enabling you to show up as your best and therefore impacting on your behavior and therefore the relationships with people around you? And when you can get that, when every leader can just say, hey, I'm absolutely full of worth, full of significance, and therefore I can express that rather than do things to get it, um then that's a a powerful place for me to be as a leader yeah that's a great ad uh obi i I was taken to the thought then as you were speaking about your sort of duty of care as a leader so the mental resilience isn't just how am i looking after myself the mental resilience is also how prepared am i to hold the space for others to feel the same and to be the same level of equipped nature to deal with problems mm. because I don't want to I don't want to rescue people but then they need to know that I'm here for them in that sort of way and I actually find that quite a resilient stimulator rather than a, a detract 
distracting feature because if you're trying to rescue people there's something not quite so right about that but if you're really supportive and you hold the space and you're building them up and you're backing them and so on there's something resilient in you that comes through you're like i am not overtaken here i am I am back in that person. I'm showing them something. And that I think is a resilience gift back to you. I think there's something you've just made me think about that's very powerful. Yeah. 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 I, I can't help in turn think about this idea of as, as a leader, you can't, I believe you, you can't give what you don't have. And I often talk about the importance of leaders putting their oxygen mask on you know the the popular um, experience when you're on a plane and the safety announcement make sure you put your oxygen mask on before your loved ones so you talk about sort of rescuing there's a challenging situation if you don't know how to hold this space for yourself and say i i'm Mm. looking after me then it's hard to do that purposefully for those that you have a duty of care um for so yeah yeah, yeah. very powerful very powerful nice. thank you uh, i'd love to move into how this impacts both success as a leader or, or failures or challenges as a leader just what what have been some of your experiences maybe a high that you've had a a low that you've Mm. had and what has that revealed Mm. about your mental game and what's going on on the inside and whether it's enabling you or 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 detracting from the impact you're having as a leader these are good then uh, questions obi because they take us from you know slightly conceptual theory into actual lived uh, events and so on i don't have to look too far and it's probably a little bit of a a regular viewpoint for people but the initial covid19 reaction had an enormously destructive impact on the business that i just expanded so march 2020 more people involved because we were doing quite well and then everything shut down and my first reaction was what am i going to do now i have never dealt with this this is a real sense of um you know incapacity and incapability and like i i really went into myself and said uh, what can you do and like you said you can't give what you haven't got <laughs> so um so several things i think happened there which was the first instinct was to just be active just do things and say things because withdrawing too much i think mm-hmm. would have given the wrong signal to to people around me um so uh, i wasn't about to you know start declaring all sorts of stuff on linkedin to try and generate sales that was vulgar <laughs> <laughs> but i did want to write about the turmoil i was feeling so i did i wrote about the turmoil i said you're probably thinking this and I am too, but I'm also thinking about emergency workers and people keeping the world going, and I'm thankful mm. for them, and, and therefore I'm feeling troubled by the fact that my instinct to save my business mm. is not recognising these people who are doing great things, and, and, I, and I can't square that, and I don't know what to do about that. And I got a massive response to it, a huge response, wow. saying, oh, wow. you've, just, you've just named what's going on for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and bizarrely, as a result of it, I got people saying, uh, I might want to do some work with you then on things of this nature about how we recalibrate and, and stabilise. And I was like, oh, mm. 
this has inadvertently become a, a tactic to to rescue and, and it wasn't but it, it it came that way so yeah so that where is where i think mental resilience was really important to know the ripple effect of of what you were feeling needed to come out but in a very sensitive way yeah and i was really aware of that and i genuinely would say to the team i don't know how much you want me to share so i'll share a lot and you tell me if it's too much <laughs> so we right. kind of agreed yeah. <laughs> do you know what i mean because yeah. they may have they may they, they may have felt more anxious if i was telling them that i felt uncertain oh. to the hilt of um oh. you know not knowing where to start but but equally they were very good they were like no no no, just let it all out and we'll work it out and and that was very comforting for me and then they came back and said yeah actually this is good because we now see where we can help more and i'm like oh i didn't even think that of course it's not just me to rescue this thing yeah, you're here yeah. too now yeah. <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah. So I think I think opening up was quite quite deliberate, but but like I say, sensitive. Uh, and I think uh, when I look at how perhaps things went, um, uh, I look back now on 2020 as a year where we just got by. Um, but 2021 was incredible; it was 100% up. And so I think we laid the foundation in 20 by surviving and tightening and and being really clever about what we did with our time and emotions and support sure. uh, and it allowed us to experience a really terrific 21 so that's that's where i think resilience uh, in that sort of theme really did count for a lot yeah 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 well thank you for sharing that perry and i just i want to react and pull out some things for people to sure hear and and see and the Two, two things. One, you talked about being active, right? So not, not withdrawing. The, the purpose isn't to just withdraw yeah. in ourselves. Because sometimes people think when we talk about leading from the inside out and reflecting, it's like, hey, you know, go away, go into a cave and, and be there for, for years. That's not what this is about. It's about being able to purposefully yeah. take what's going on on the inside, noticing what's going on. And then I love yeah. the way you processed it. And you said at the end there, just yeah. being really smart about our emotions and our thoughts, right? And, and just, hey, what's going on for us? And, and what does this mean? And, and just the authenticity and the vulnerability that you showed, and therefore people reacted to that, right? Um, and mm. amazingly created opportunities that you didn't at the start think was going to be there. So nice. So, um, incredible stuff for leaders to realize the the power Thank of vulnerability you. the power of authenticity and how that actually yeah. helps us win more hearts and minds than than we thought um, yeah. yeah in the first place well said. so i think i think it comes back to the, the the sense of doing being very important but not just any doing you know it wasn't just let's just chuck and see what sticks it was it was very discerning and it was quite pacey because we didn't have time to deliberate mm -hmm. for months on what we would do to rescue things. But at the same time, it wasn't breathless. So mm -hmm. there was a lot of thoughtfulness going on. Now, you might call that mindful. And I think it was, sure. but it was equally very social. So I think including people in your thinking in that respect, with a kind of caveat that I might be oversharing sometimes, mm -hmm. or it might be a bit like risky and dangerous and it feels a bit 
like you know all that serious um just to prepare people for it i think that's what really helped and and so would i do the same again absolutely i think that's the thing is it's a it's a, a non formulated but but deliberate way of saying mm. when it is a bit crisis that is not mm. the time to shut up and it's not the time to panic but it is the time to be active yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um I, now failures <laughs> you want to know about failures <laughs> yeah 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 but tell well, me more no 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 do you, you want to do that can, now yeah absolutely do that now let's, let's share right, so about, big, uh, a failure too yeah yeah, big time failure. And, and, and this was really the only time when I went to a GP and I was medically signed off because the stress was too much. And, mm. and I really didn't want to be in that space. And so it was my last corporate job. Um, it had gradually become more demanding in a way that wasn't really what I wanted. Mm. Um, and by that, I mean the sort of external influences that were bolted on and choices I had, which were difficult to make and so you kind of go well I'll take the sort of lesser of the two evils in many respects um, and as a result of it my solution was I know I'm just going to be more and more busy that's what I'm going to do I'm just going to keep piling it on because that way I won't have to think about it and I'll just keep doing and I'll add value that way oh. so myself yeah my self-worth at the time was show just how much you can do <laughs> <laughs> that was the strategy. I mean, it sounds mad now. But at the time, I thought that's what it... And, and it all collapsed like a house of cards. It was it was the most out of character I'd ever been. It was the most um, risky, dangerous and downright uh, careless I think I'd ever been. And suddenly people around me changed. <laughs> and I thought it was them, but I think it was me because of how I was. They were a bit like what's going on with him and they backed away and they dare not probe and um and, and yeah it did it literally collapsed like a house of cards so i like exited that job within like 10 days of having that sign off yeah. wow. wow not resilient at all then sure not clever not determined just convincing myself that the tactic i had was the right way through it when really i knew it wasn't i was kidding myself yeah, yeah that's what happened there yeah 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 thanks and again you know helpful to see it feels like night and day uh your story from two years ago uh, yeah so much more grounded uh, clarity a thoughtful uh, backing yourself and and yeah. of course there still being some uncertainty but a real backing and yet with that first with the story yeah. of you know, your last corporate role it's yeah. it feels yeah. not not really backing yourself rather flogging yourself right it's just yeah working exactly. your yourself exactly. and, and and hurting and and not yeah, the was. same level of self-compassion that you described no. in the last very uh, true Great observation. so um mm. That's... And you're right about that. It was I was flogging myself, and, and I think I was actually trying to run myself into a wall. That's what I was doing. Mm. I didn't know it, wow. but I think that's what I was doing. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So it, it's helpful hearing that, and hopefully these both stories, you know, are, are connecting with some of the people listening and, and watching this. And I, I want to draw something out with our next 
next question. Just over the years, just from my own experience, some of the difficulties I've had, um, I, I haven't been signed off, but I remember a, a period where it was so dark and so challenging and, and that finances were running dry that, that rather than my reaction wasn't to flog myself and run myself into the ground it was it was to take myself out it was you know suicidal thoughts and just thinking i i don't have what what it takes here and i i want out right and so there are different ways that people can react to oh, some yeah. of these challenging experiences and then since then mm. just with the leaders that i've coached and trained I i've discovered this truth that that when life squeezes you like it did two years ago like it did many years ago for for me for for you mm. what you're like on the inside comes out right <laughs> and, and and so how in your experience how do, how can leaders make sure that what they're like on the inside is more of that self-worth it is mm. backing oneself it, it isn't flogging oneself so it's as resilient mm. as possible what what's your yeah advice on what that? a great link you made there um and so in thinking about this i think the first thing that would come out from me when there's the squeeze is sensitivity and I think what I did in the failure scenario is that I knew there were sensitivities there, but I felt they would weaken my position. So I desensitized myself to them. I ignored mm -hmm. them and I suppressed them and I pushed them away. Yet I know for a fact that I'm at my best when my sensitivity is alerted yeah. and it is conscious and it's then channeled um, Obi because I think it's an energy of mine that I have misunderstood in the past. And it's taken me a while to understand what it's calling me to do. Mm. Um, and luckily, two years ago, I knew what it was calling me to do. And sure. I knew how to address the sensitivities. And I still get challenges now about sensitivity because I might I might overreact sometimes to a word or a, an action. But I'm getting better now at socialising that with others and saying, look, I've had this, what's going on? Sure. And it comes back to the bench thing. I need people around who can not just validate that, but just give me a different perspective. So I think another thing that comes out of me when I'm squeezed is my need for social connections with people I trust who can handle a different perspective than mine. Sure. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think the other thing that comes out for me when I'm squeezed is this doing thing. <laughs> I have a bias to action. <laughs> I just like, I, I don't know if you've had this when you've had management teams around you and you've created a strategy and you're all sitting looking at the flip charts or the outputs and then everybody's going, that was good. And they're ready to go. And you're like, well, hang on a minute. Who's doing this? By when? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's not done <laughs> that's, that's just done the plan that's not done it he's not gonna magically <laughs> oh man so when i'm squeezed i know that my bias is something's got to be done and, and, and it might be one one tiny thing but that yeah. one tiny thing gives me the comfort that I'm doing something. So, yeah, uh, I have to be careful about it sometimes because I might want to create 
so much action i'm not being thoughtful so i have to catch myself yeah yeah yeah. but um i even think of the thoughtfulness now as doing i'm like i'm thinking about this i'm Mm. processing this Mm. one doing something so i allow myself now to do that yeah um uh, people often talk about my pace of work and the volume that i have on the books at any given time and i'm like but i'm not being unthoughtful about any of this i'm thinking about this and i'm holding lots in my in my space but equally uh, i i hate things that are not activated yeah sure sure i love it i especially love this the distinction now for you compared to that last challenging experience of the sensitivity, just being sensitive to what's going on and the importance of that, right? Because sometimes we want to numb things and we re- what we don't realize is by numbing that sensitivity, we're also numbing a lot of the positive elements that could come out. And so we actually want to be aware of what's going on and having some of those trusted people around us that we can just bounce things off and just saying hey am i overreacting is this you know how are you seeing this situation and helping us get perspective on things because what we don't want to do is lose perspective that's always the challenge in these moments when we're squeezed that we lose perspective and therefore we can't take the right action and or we're just reacting and and therefore it becomes a really challenging um situation we get ourselves into a deeper hole so great summary amazing tips there Mm -hmm. Uh, a final just some advice from you then to leaders out there how to best develop their 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 mental game this what's going Mm. on on the inside just to make sure that Mm. they're absolutely showing up as their best for themselves and for the people around them yeah so one of the things i learned in that 2020 episode was that actually thoughts are terrific but they can be quite jumbly and messy and incoherent right they circle around and they come in and out <laughs> so, so so quite literally what i'm Have suggesting you been people looking do is, in my head <laughs> i don't know i don't know but <laughs> Maybe the mirror neurons are firing. <laughs> yeah, um, that's funny, isn't it? So, uh, so my tip there is: what you absolutely have to do is kind of journal your way through this. And I don't mean you have to journal it in the formal sense, but it has to get out your head oh. and written down, or drawn, mm. or some manifestation of it. I mean, we hear about people with career aspirations who create like a mood board of what they want in the future right so it's almost like well well, who's to say you can't do that at a time of a bit of crisis because Mm. you need to make sense Mm. of what's going on and sometimes the only way to do that is to actually take the thing out your head and put it somewhere else and and move it around and make it pliable and and give yourself the headspace then you're not all holding it in thought in dialogue so that's my first bit of advice is is use some technology even if it's a piece of paper um definitely <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah now from that might come a plan which is great but equally so sometimes you just need to get it out so so yeah. do that um my my second tip i suppose you'd say is this bench thing i've been talking about it's like it, it, it's genuinely not just about you your mental resilience is like backed up 
by the inputs mm. of others. Yeah, yeah. So think of yourself as a, as a, as a cloud-based server, right? You're running all this stuff, but actually you need people to come in and deposit and extract from, from that server in order to make what you are worthwhile, right? So I've even labeled some of the people I think I've got on my bench that might help others create their own bench in a, in a similar way. The most important one is a confidant, somebody who gets you the person, not mm. just you the role, right? Somebody who knows, I know who you are. I know how you work. I know what you think and say and do because they're the person you go, help me with this. Yeah, <laughs> I need yeah. some additional computing power. And so that confidant, I think, is, is super important to have as your first part of the bench. And, and I think about like the Chicago Bulls back in the day with Michael Jordan, like yeah. I'm sure his confidant was probably Scotty Pippen. Absolutely. Because they just, they just knew just, each yeah, other. Yeah. 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 So that, um, then the second person on your bench is really important and actually quite challenging at times. I call them the earth wire. <laughs> Who makes sure you are not short circuited? Who will tell you whether you're stepping on a landmine, who will tell you whether you're being out of sync. Yeah, yeah. And that person's really, really, really vital. And so they might not be your best friend, but they might be somebody who knows your best interests. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. love it. And the other person to have, so it's only three you really need, is a co-inventor. You need somebody who goes, oh, I love that idea, and what about? And can yeah, we, and yeah, should we? Yeah. <laughs> because sometimes I find inventive thinking is great when it's a solo pursuit, but it's better when you've got a co-inventor because it can just take off or it can compress or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you've almost got safety, uh, calibration and uh, co-creation there. Yeah. I love it. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. I, so, so I think those are my tips. Write it out and get a bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Write it out, get a bench, get your Scotty Pippin, get your Earthwire, yeah. get your co-inventor. Yeah. And yeah. that helps you show up as your best self and give yeah. you more than you thought was possible. So um, totally that. Well, Perry, that brings us to the end of our time. Uh, a real joy speaking with you. Thank you again for Thank being you. on the show. Uh, I uh, no doubt hope, uh, and I'm sure our listeners and viewers enjoyed this. And final word for me, remember that if you want to be purposeful, courageous, and a resilient leader, it starts from the inside out. Have a great day and see you all on the next show. Thanks, Perry. Thank you.